Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is another episode of The Whipple Effect. I'm the host, David Whipple, and I'm coming at you from the desert of Sedona, Arizona. Just camping out in the beautiful wilderness here. It's springtime. Super grateful to be in this vintage burrow trailer as a semi-nomadic adventurer. My partner in Shine Tracy is in town right now running some errands, playing some friends. So I'm really enjoying being out here in the desert. And I was thinking this morning about how much all of this crazy COVID jazz is occupying the, the space of my mind. You know, the 12-hour news cycles, as many of us are exposed to them, or we choose to expose ourselves to them, um, I do quite often. And I found myself this morning just like thinking about COVID and racism and all of the propaganda that I've chosen to expose myself to online over the past year. And it's just so weird to be in a beautiful wilderness area and to be thinking about all this stuff. So I was just wondering about how we got to be so hypnotized. You know, all this COVID stuff goes through my brain a lot. I wonder about you. I mean, does it occupy a lot of your mental space? It seems like it's uh, got a hypnotic effect, you know, when we tune into the news and all of this fear and confusion and anger that we see going on all over the world. It just, I wonder about people who live in cities and big towns, because I don't. I'm oftentimes out in nature, but... If it's on my mind so much here, I wonder how much more so it is for people who are living in towns and cities where they're seeing billboards and all the peer pressure to get the vaccine and all this stuff. It The, the propaganda is strong. The cult. I really see it from the top, like the death cult of a few people pushing their agenda down the chain of command. It's like a spell that's just being repeated. All of these lies and confusions they're just being repeated all day every day for months and months now um what did they say back in the fascist nazi times like tell a lie loud enough and often enough then people will believe it it's like a a spell a dark spell that they're casting over us fortunately i'm able to be barefoot on the earth and breathe deep and drink clean water and and think for myself and to continue to speak out and fight for freedom and try and liberate my mind and inspire other people, you, to do the same for yourself. You know, last night I was watching this uh, this video by Tucker Carlson on Fox Nation. I gotta say, in my opinion, in my estimation, Tucker Carlson is one of the few remaining journalists who is keeping it 100% real. So I'm a big fan of his. I always like to try and turn people on to him. It's just amusing to me how many people just dismiss him as a racist and white supremacist. Those terms are so tiresome because they're obviously not true about the people that they're targeting. I've even had them thrown at me too. But anyway, Tucker Carlson, I was watching a video of his last night. You know, for a long time, he's had the Tucker Carlson Tonight show. And recently, he started doing the Tucker Carlson Today show. 
And he just released the first episode in a new series, a new show that he's got called Tucker Carlson Originals. So I watched that one last night. Oh, sorry, got to turn my uh, text messages off. There's Tracy texting me. Okay, get back to her in a little bit. <clears throat> COVID. Mm. And uh, so the show last night was highlighting the city of Chicago and all of the violence and the race baiting that's going on there. There's some political, there's some people in political positions there that are, I forget their names, but they're really just pushing that button of racism and they're getting black people all riled up to be angry at white people and themselves. And that's largely one of the central tactics of the Democrats on the left is to keep all of us, but specifically black people, poor and angry and, and to get them stoked up for violence. So I'm going to be linking to this show in the show notes on my website, davidwhipple.com. You got to see this. I will say trigger warning it's pretty fucking hard to watch because what he does is him and his team go to chicago and they have a lot of uh city camera footage and undercover footage of of gang violence and other kinds of chaotic shit going on on the streets there i mean people straight up taking a gun out of their pocket pointing some somebody's head and shooting them dead he drops down the guy shoots him a few more times and just walks away i mean just brutal cold-blooded violence <clears throat> covid uh going on in this video and it's it's pretty sickening to watch but in my opinion it's really important to be aware of these things because there's a lot of evil and violence going on in all around the world and fortunately most of us are not exposed to that by and large we're very much safe in our day-to-day -day lives but a lot of people are not safe. They're living in fear every minute. <clears throat> They're living in anger too and just fighting and killing. So the episode Tucker Carlson original about Chicago, uh, I highly recommend you watch it if you want to see for yourself what's going on and how certain Congress women, I'll probably put her name in the show notes because I can't remember off the top of my head, are just stoking black people up to to be violent, letting uh, felony convictions go free, so people in prisons are now on the streets and all this stuff. So it's chaos, and it looks like hell on earth. I feel really bad for a lot of the victims there, true victims of violence, black-on-black -black crimes. Uh, systemic racism, as they're telling us, is a lie. This country is one of the least race countries <clears throat> one of the least racist countries in the world. Yes, we've had our problems with it in the past, but things have gotten a lot better. So do not believe that narrative. And, and somebody who's speaking out about that is Candace Owens. Big fan of her. She's also got a new show called The Candace Owens Show. It's on The Daily Wire. The last one that just came out a couple days ago, episode number six, uh, she's talking she's really passionate she's a black woman in case you didn't know she's really passionate about truth and freedom and exposing the lies of the democratic left she's also an author she wrote a book called blackout that talks about that i started reading that when i haven't finished it yet <clears throat> so i just started watching this episode this morning i want to play a clip for you here let me tell you what is actually happening in america at this time if you're a black american you better pay attention 
Right now in America, the goal is to make sure that black people love and support criminality. That is the goal. The express goal now is to make black people believe that we should be in the streets rioting and looting and demanding justice for criminals. George Floyd was in the process of committing a crime. I'm not saying he deserved to die. I don't think anybody deserved to die. I think he deserved to be arrested. They attempted to arrest him. Did you forget that part? Have you seen the full video of his arrest? The media refuses to show the full video that shows the police tried to put him into the vehicle multiple times and he resisted arrest by saying, I'm claustrophobic, I'm claustrophobic because he had just ingested fentanyl. Fentanyl, that thing that's a hundred times more potent than morphine, he had just ingested it because he didn't want to again get caught with a controlled substance as he had done repeatedly throughout his life. Let's ignore a testimony from his girlfriend who said that they were both addicted, which by the way, that is sad. Drug addiction is sad. We can be talking about drug addiction. We should be talking about drug addiction. That would be a meaningful discussion, but instead, let's ignore all of these things that would help us fix black America. Let's, let's not talk about drug abuse. Let's not talk about drug dealers. Let's not talk about criminality. Let's not talk about why Micaiah Bryant had a knife and was trying to stab a woman to death. Let's just talk about black victimhood because the discussion about black victimhood almost guarantees us that in the future, black neighborhoods are only going to get worse. When you start celebrating criminals, that is of course what is going to be the end result. We're going to have more black death. We're going to produce more black failures because we're not allowed to talk about the truth anymore. I don't care what I am called. Just because right now in this country, we are facing a pandemic of cowardice because people are too scared once the mob says that this is what must be said and these are the only things that can be said because the media has now created a system, a successful system of propaganda where people don't even know what the truth is because the lie has been said over and over and over again. That does not mean that I'm going to back down to the truth. In fact, I think more than ever now, we need to have people that are willing to stand up and to say that what is happening in this country is wrong what is happening in this country is backwards. None of these people that I mentioned are heroes. Welcome to Candace. So that's pretty badass. Candace is a passionate woman. She's super intelligent and a freedom fighter. I agree with everything that she says. I mean, we've got a pandemic of cowardice. I see that a lot. I see a lot of people who are afraid to, to stand up and protect their freedoms and speak for themselves. And uh, that episode is an hour long. I'll be linking to it in the show notes. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, you can find the link in the description or my website, davidwhipple.com. So highly recommend you tune in to Candace Owens if you haven't already. You know, another thing I wanted to talk about in this episode is a couple uh, popular uh, YouTubers, uh, Peter McKinnon, and Maddie Hapoya, they really rose to fame on YouTube. <clears throat> Jesus, you know, I uh, drank some water the wrong way, went down the wrong pipe before I started recording, so my throat's all fucked up. Apologies for that. Anyway, these uh, these YouTubers, they're really popular over the last few years. I watched a lot of their vlogs because their styles are just really good. They're really good at what they do. So I was learning a lot by watching them, and they're also really entertaining, or used to be anyway. 
but things have changed for them. Uh, what I want to mention about them is after the George Floyd incident, you know, a lot of people were posting black squares, really doing a lot of good posting those black squares on their Instagram feeds. And a lot of people on YouTube, these vloggers, they would do these little videos saying, oh, you know, systemic racism is so bad and the George Floyd death is a tragedy and... I just, I can't say anything. I need to elevate the melanin voices. <clears throat> and so I, I, I'm not going to post anything for a while. I just want the black people to speak. And so that's what Peter McKinnon and uh, Matty Hapoya did. They posted videos like that and didn't post another video for a week or two. And they posted black squares on their Instagram in support of the uh, <clears throat> fraudulent BLM Incorporated scam. So a week or two ago, just for fun, I went back on their YouTube channels to scroll back to that date, <clears throat> motherfucker, and uh, see if uh, those videos were still there. And not surprisingly, those videos were down. They took them down, I'm guessing because enough time had passed that they want to keep their, their uh, feed really clean and curated just for what they do, which is travel vlogs and gear reviews and and so do they really support black lives so they took their black squares down on instagram because it doesn't fit in with their feed so actions speak louder than words they do not support the whole black lives matter movement and i don't blame them because i don't either because it's a complete scam it's much worse than a scam it's a very evil agenda going on there one of the founders just buying the, the multi-million dollar houses in Topanga Canyon and elsewhere, living around white people where it's safe, far away from the ghettos and the violence of Chicago. So Peter McKinnon and Matty Hapoya, um, I just think it was pretty shallow to do those videos and then take them down months later. And since then, over the whole COVID thing, they've been all afraid of COVID and obedient to the mask mandates and the lockdowns. And so they're still like wearing masks in the videos. And to me, that's just, that's some pussy shit. I think like, it's so stupid to be wearing a mask for a vlog on the camera when you don't even need to be. It's just like virtue signaling to the camera. Like, oh, I'm a good little pussy sheep. Just wear my mask here. So I don't even watch those guys anymore. I think they're pretty weak sauce. I'm not impressed by these, quote, influencers. Not impressed at all. A lot of it's hypocritical. You know, a lot of these people's words and actions, they're not congruent. Uh, so it's just, to me, another reminder in life to be, to be congruent with my words and actions. Speaking of YouTube, uh, I do have a YouTube channel. I started it a little over a year ago and uh, been posting some travel vlogs, documenting documenting the traveling that we have been doing over the last year over many states. So uh, link is in the description. Go on, check it out if you haven't seen them yet. I think they're pretty good, but I'm still practicing my craft. I have a lot of fun doing it. So uh, if you want to see what traveling looks like, with me and Tracy in this trailer. Uh, go check it out. Uh, subscribe if you like it. I also was doing a lot. I was very vocal in those early days about COVID and the whole scam. 
<clears throat> but um, you know the censorship going on 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 YouTube and the socialist media platforms. I kind of toned it down a little bit just because I didn't want my channel to be flagged or something. But that's why I wanted to come on here because censorship seems to be less on the podcast platforms. I'm still going to be saying some stuff in my YouTube videos for sure, but more so here and on my Telegram channel for the Whipple Effect link in description because I got a feed over there that I'm posting memes and uh, files and some of the podcast excerpts and all that. So uh, check out my YouTube channel and my Telegram links in description. So some of the takeaways here to, to summarize is before I uh, end this recording is, as I said, to be congruent with our words and actions, to be consistent in our message that we're putting out into the world. Whether we know it or not, people are watching. Children and adults are watching. Like the Peter McKinnon, Matty Hapoya uh, pussify thing there where they're saying one thing and then doing another and then just acting all weak sauce. Like, I don't see that as congruent. And I'm watching them, and they maybe they think that people aren't noticing things that they said in the past and then cover it up. So I know just for my own peace of mind, I like to be congruent and consistent. And uh, that's a process to learn over a lifetime as we uh, move from childhood to adulthood. That's the path of maturity. I believe that's been my experience. And also about the uh, whole violence thing that's real in the world and fucking sucks, that's for sure. It's just a reminder to me to be respectful to others, not violent, but just to observe others and acknowledge them and respect them. Even when opinions are different, we don't have to fight about that. We can communicate effectively. And finally, as I started this episode with... uh, the mental space in our minds does not have to be saturated with all that COVID and racist jazz that's on the internet and news media outlets. There's a lot of good things going on in this world. There's a lot of beauty. If we can just make the choice to to notice it because it's everywhere, even more so than all the, the negative, dark, angry, confusion stuff like... There's a lot of beauty in this world, and we just have to choose to look for it and to listen for it because it's everywhere. It's like, I like this thing of essentialism. I call myself an essentialist. We ask ourselves, what is essential in our lives? Essentialism could be defined simply as the disciplined pursuit of less but better And I say that would stand in contrast to like an undisciplined pursuit of more and worse. And a lot of the stuff that people have is just non-essential. It doesn't add meaning and value to our lives. It's like, look around at all your possessions and does everything around you bring you joy? And is it, is it even necessary to have it? So That's a question for you that I'd leave you with today is I invite you to ask yourself what's essential if you give yourself a little bit of time and space to contemplate on that, to look around, to feel into that, what is essential, the things around you and what you do, like your your passion, your your purpose, 
what's your message in this world? What is essential? I think this thing of essentialism could really bring a lot of light into this world that's going through a lot of darkness right now. So that's the episode for today. The Whipple Effect. What is essential? Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, don't stay safe, stay free.